Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Welcome to episode number eight of Inbound Agency Journey. In this episode, Andrew had a great interview with Eric Baum from Blue Leads sharing uh, his journey to through building the agency and the journey from when they started and his story back in 2006 when he was the owner of several plumbing franchises and then to today, 2015, where the agency is. One of the things that we're trying out in this episode is prior to this, we did a number of episodes where the little recap portion, Andrew and I talking about the interview, happened at the end of the interview. We moved it up to the beginning so you can hear our thoughts on what to look out for through the interview. If you have any feedback on what you prefer, we would love to hear it. You can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash agency journey, or you can email us directly, gray at doinbound.com. With that out of the way, Andrew, what were a couple of your big takeaways from the conversation with Eric? Whatever One big thing I really liked, and I think a lot of the listeners are going to get a lot out of as agency owners, is sort of the investment that... Uh, Eric makes in his team and that he makes in his agency. He shared a couple different things that he does to bring speakers down to his team to share vision, to share content. He's brought uh, Marcus Sheridan down from the sales line to talk to the team. He's brought Paul Rotzer down, um, or he's taken them up to training up there. I can't remember how he worded it specifically, but he's exposing his team to agency thinkers and he's using the progress and the expertise that these folks are sharing to continue to push and continue to grow his agency. And I really like that because instead of just looking at those two guys and trying to emulate them, he's really tapping in, getting as much value as he can and using that to accelerate the growth of his team and accelerate the level at which his team operates. And I thought that was a really good strategy as an owner who's trying to grow very, very fast. Yeah, he's talking about the folks who he's got on the team right now and how he's taking it to a 17-person team right now with a goal of getting to 30 people by the end of this year. And it was one of the things that sticks out to me, too, about their team. It was fun talking to Chad Pierce, who works uh, with Eric at Blue Leads, and um, got to meet up with him in person up at HubSpot a couple weeks ago. He's the lead designer and developer um, for Blue Leads. And it's just fun to see his passion for what they're doing and how he's trying to push things forward, specifically in development on the HubSpot COS, but just kind of the mind for business and not just a, not just a developer, but um, really a well-rounded guy. It's cool to see his commitment to the agency and the kind of culture that, um, that they've been able to build at Blue Leads. Yeah, they're they're uh, an exciting team to follow. I liked Eric's passion. Um, he's a very down to earth guy. He's invested in his team, and I think that when you treat your team well and you're good to your people, they're going to be good to your clients. And when you're good to your clients, obviously your business is going to continue to grow. Uh, another good thing I got out of the conversation was the and we're hearing this from a lot of big agency owners who can sniff out what's coming on the horizon. Eric is right up there with the rest of them. They're thinking about a sales consulting package, how to 
take the leads that you're supplying to your client and teach them how to handle those leads in an inbound way. If you are working with a client who has a traditional sales team in place, you can't just give them these inbound leads and use the old playbook to follow up with them anymore. And there's awesome tools coming in for us to use right now with the HubSpot CRM and with Sales Accelerator and all the different tools that HubSpot is building out. They're continuing to be better and better every single day. That as a service, whether it's its own package or it's an accelerator into your inbound retainer, is really where inbound is going to be going. So I foresee us all being inbound agencies and not necessarily inbound marketing agencies within the next six to 12 months. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, once again, just a reminder that all the resources from Andrew's conversation with Eric will be on the show notes page, which is doinbound.com slash podcast. And so let's jump right into the interview with Eric after this quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to episode eight of Inbound Agency Journey. This is Andrew Dembski and so excited to bring on Eric Baum from Blue Leads today to share a little bit about his story. Eric, could you kick us off and just give us a background on how you started Blue Leads, what that journey has looked like, and what your role is there now? Sure. Um, so Blue Leads actually started off as an agency, uh, a side business for myself. Um, many years ago, I've owned several companies in my career, six. This is my sixth business to date. And at the time, I owned a couple of plumbing franchises, believe it or not. Plumbing's not my history. Um, but I, at that point, I was spending a ton of money to acquire calls. In service-based businesses, you mark you know, your marketing expenditures based on how much it costs per call. And so traditional media was not working. Parent advertising was costing me $365 to get a call. And so I decided to cut cold turkey out of print advertising and everything else that I was doing and go straight in internet marketing. And when I did that, I dropped my cost per call from $365 down to $45 per call. And I owned a franchise at that point. It was a Mr. Rooter plumbing franchise. So all the Mr. Rooters across the country who I was friends with came to me and said, how did you do that? And me being an entrepreneur, not necessarily a plumber by trade, right, um, that sparked what then became Blue Leads. It first started off as Ball Marketing Group many years ago, and I immediately had 30, 40 clients right out of the gate. And so I um, took that and parlayed it into eventually shutting down. I sold off one of my plumbing companies and shut down the other one and went in all in Blue Leads about two and a half years ago. Blue Leads has been in existence for almost six years um, but I really started putting my foot on the gas about two and a half, maybe three years ago now. That is awesome. How, what did the timeline look like from when you decided to cut cold turkey on the outbound stuff to when you started to see like sustainable results on the inbound side? Yeah, so it wasn't called inbound marketing back then. That was before HubSpot was even born. Um, or right around the same time HubSpot was born, 2006, actually, probably that same year. Okay. So I initially started with um, website, SEO and pay-per-click advertising. Pay-per-click advertising drove the majority, almost 95% of um, leads 
at that stage. And then SEO started kicking in over the next three to six months, and we started getting things organically. Um, and then in 2007, 2008, I guess, is when I started hearing about HubSpot. Um, and in 2009, I said, HubSpot is on to something here. And back then, it was like I really was taking a gamble. Um, nobody really was doing inbound marketing. Brian and Darmesh, and it was back then it was Mike Volpe and Karen Rubin on HubSpot TV, which is really what hooked me, right? I would, every Friday afternoon, I'd sit around, I'd drink a beer, and I'd listen to Mike Volpe and Karen Ruby talk about inbound marketing. And I was like, these guys are doing something right. And so I took a gamble. It could have you know, worked out the wrong way. But fortunately for me, um, it was the right gamble, and it completely changed my life. That's awesome. And was the gamble at that point on your business or did you just jump right into it on the agency side? So it was on um, the methodology, the inbound marketing methodology, because it really did work out very well for those plumbing companies. And I loved it so much that I decided to um, walk away from a profitable business and focus on something I absolutely, truly loved, which is inbound marketing. So it affected both. Right. Because the minute up until for the first three years, you know, I had four employees, um, team members, and we're kind of doing, you know, a little bit of revenue enough to pay their salaries. I wasn't pulling anything out of it. But when I said, you know what, I'm really not happy with um, my life at this point and my work life relationship. I want to do something that I love. And it was a very hard decision to walk away from a profitable company, the plumbing company, into a company that I had no idea, the agency, how I was going to sustain my personal life. And I'll tell you, when I did that, amazing things happened because HubSpot started shooting up at that point. So I literally was so lucky I got in on that train at the right time, right? And it's worked out phenomenally well for me. And now we're, you know, a seven, 17-person agency right now. We'll be 30 people by the end of this year. We've grown over 100% every year in the last three years. And this year we'll probably go, grow 200%. Wow. that Eric, that's fantastic. How do you – like obviously as you're getting up and you're getting started, you got one set of challenges as an entrepreneur. But now you're in a uh, aggressive growth phase as an entrepreneur. What sort of – challenges are you seeing from like a, a corporate culture side or a client fulfillment side as you're bringing in all these new people and getting them up to speed in a short period of time? Yeah, great question. So there's a different set of challenges. I look at um, agencies, when they hit that five-person mark, there's, their set of challenges is different than what I'm faced today, right? Their challenges are if they lose a client, they have to fire somebody. If they lose a client, now their agency owner may not be able to pay their mortgage. Um, things, if they lose a key employee, that hurts them critically. So my challenges being at a 17-person agency are a little bit different. I've got enough revenue coming in now that if I lose a client, it's not the end of the world, right? Don't like to. If I lose a key employee, not the end of the world. However, in order to hit a 30-person agency and hit 200% growth this year, my challenges are do I have the processes in place and documented properly to be able to onboard new IMCs, copywriters, designers, senior IMCs, inbound marketing consultants, and have them get up to speed very quickly and perform well for our clients? I also have 
challenges in I need more and salespeople to be able to achieve my goals because we, being an inbound marketing agency, have so many leads that we're not able to follow up with right now. So I, I have to, on the process side of things, put in place a sales training process to make sure that that's in, in alignment, like all of our clients have the same problem, right? Make sure my sales department is in alignment with what my marketing department is doing so there's no disconnect. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. How are you, like from a process standpoint right now, this is a, a ton of agencies have this issue and at Do Inbound, this is kind of core to what we are as a software company. But from the process side, how are you, how are you formatting these processes? How are you making sure the folks are running through it, actually following what's in there? Can you, can you walk us through that onboarding process a little bit? Yeah, so that's not a perfect, um, we haven't figured out the exact science to this yet. So I will tell you that um, one of our senior IMCs is now has taken ownership of establishing and documenting these processes. Okay. Some of that is in the software that we use for team. We use teamwork for project management, right? Um, and so we've got those processes documented clearly in there. Some of it is dovetailed into the processes that we have in place for when we bring on clients and the process we follow on a monthly basis to deliver results for them. So those kinds of things are already done. But the training process, that's a longer discussion, right? So we, we have processes or we, we leverage the HubSpot platform to send people through all the inbound marketing university and HubSpot partner training and COS training and all that kind of stuff. But we are now just putting in place a formal document using Google Sites to document that process and provide a resource as well for um, like a knowledge base. Okay. Okay, that's awesome. Give them a central place to go to. That's really cool. So now that you've got an expanding team and you're continuing to grow on the sales side, would you mind sharing a recent success story that one of your clients has, or that you've been able to deliver to one of your clients in the past few months? Sure. So, um, you know, that's a tough question. I should have I should have been pre-planned for this, but I'll give you one um, just off of the top of my head. Those are always best. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not going to name names in the in the client world, right? So, we brought on a client recently within the last three months. Um, we've got a preset process in place that we do. We call 90 day roadmap. A lot of agencies have a similar process. So, the first 90 days, we do a triage. We identify all the areas that we need to actually, you know, fix, get them up and running, and start producing leads right away. And there's a lot involved in that, but. In that first 90 days, um, what happened was they've got a, a small sales force, a couple of people that are doing sales for them. They weren't prepared for the level of leads that we were able to bring to the table in the first 90 days. So um, we just had a meeting with their sales staff because last week we had a meeting with their CEO and he said, what are we doing with all these leads? We've got all these leads in the first quarter of this year and now we, we haven't closed any of these deals yet. What's the problem? And so that leads into a, a different discussion, right, on how to train sales teams, internal sales teams on inbound sales. So the success of that client was, hey, in the first 90 days, we got so many leads they didn't know what to do with. Their sales department's like, we're calling all these leads. We don't know what to do with them. How do we proceed? That's great for us. That's the kind of success that we want to see across the board. Yeah, that's awesome from a, from a marketing side. Eric, as you're, as you're like, you sit back as an entrepreneur and you look at your business and you look at this industry, 
And from what you just said, you need to talk to the salespeople there and figure out how to manage those leads. How do you see like the inbound marketing and inbound sales delivery, like delivering those services? Do you, do you see your agency moving more towards like sales consultants moving in their future to help those teams handle those leads? Do you think the marketplace is shifting at all in that sense? Yeah, so you boxed me into a corner here because um, <laughs> one of the things, I love it, um, one of the things that we're going to be rolling out in this quarter, second quarter of um, 2015, is an inbound sales consulting package because we see this problem across the board. It's happened time and time again. You'd think I'd be smart enough at this stage to have done this six months ago, but I'm an entrepreneur and I got you know many hats to wear. But it really has become apparent that sales teams just aren't trained on how to handle these leads and there's a huge disconnect. So for us, yeah, we're going to be launching an inbound sales consulting package for clients. And I look at that as a natural progression, right? Because you can't walk into an organization and say, we're an inbound marketing agency. We're going to get you all these leads. And we also need to train your sales staff. They need to see proof first. Yeah. So it's a, it's a natural progression. We get them those leads in that first 90 days or six or six months. And and then by setting up the conversation initially, we're, we're telling them, we're going to get you all these leads. And then you're going to come back to us and say, there's a disconnect between our marketing and our sales. We need help. And I'm going to bring this up to you in month two or month four. And I'm going to say, get prepared because we're going to enter into phase two where we're going to train your sales staff. And you're going to say, yes, let's get going because we now have seen the proof in the pudding. That's awesome. You just, I mean, I see it all over the place. I think a lot of agencies see this. But kudos to you, Eric, for putting together the package and moving into that space uh, in an aggressive manner. I think that's going to be profitable for you guys. Well, I, I have to give shout out to uh, Marcus Sheridan because he at the sales line, he really kind of sparked that for us. We Marcus Sheridan does a phenomenal job. He does a lot of um, workshops for clients, and we actually hired him as an agency to come down and train us on how to give these workshops to clients. And they're not necessarily sales related, but in conversations with him during that time, it sparked. I was like, wait a second, I'm missing an important piece of the puzzle that we have the absolute expertise. Our sales team actually sells in an inbound way, right? Why can't we translate that into helping our clients on that side of things? That's fantastic. So thank you, Marcus. <laughs> yes, big thank you from everyone to Marcus. He's a very inspirational guy and love the love the leadership he brings. Uh, Eric, shifting gears a little bit, would you be able to share on the other side, like what is a what is a client struggle that you have run into in the past few months, and how have you and your team kind of pivoted to help turn that around? Yeah, so some of the client struggles um, are. I'll give you some generic ones, and I'll talk specifics. So generic ones are getting things through um, client approvals, right? That's always a big problem, especially when you're working for medium-sized businesses, you know, 50 to 150 million in annual revenue or larger businesses. Some of our clients are doing 2 billion a year in revenue, right? So they may have several layers of internal process or checkpoints or approval stages for things like content and campaigns and ideas and that kind of stuff. So removing those bottlenecks is always difficult. The only way to really do that is to make sure that out of the gate, you put some processes in place and you actually um, show to them and prove to them that you know what you're doing and that the content and the things that you're doing um, 
can get approved very quickly, and they will start removing those gates over time. So here's a particular challenge that um, I don't want to jinx myself, but I just had a conversation with a, a prospect, and one of the challenges that they faced with um, is they th- are in a very highly technical field, um, and they are concerned that our copywriters departments are not able to produce content and get to know their businesses um, or their business subject as quickly as their experts could um, write content. So the way we do that is in a phased approach. So we go into that situation and we say, we understand that. So here's what we're going to do. Your subject matter experts, SMEs, are going to produce raw content for us, some raw blog posts on topics that we provide to you, raw ebook on topics that we provide to you. We're going to take that. We're going to clean it up. We're going to design it. We're going to edit it. We're going to make it into what we need it. Throughout that process, that gives them the comfort level of, hey, we're, we are producing content that we know what we're talking about. But throughout that month, two, three-month um, initial stage, we're going to produce content on our own, on our own time, on our own dime, and we're going to show you that we can do this. And you're going to come back to us and say, yes, you guys are fantastic. You're awesome. We don't need to do this anymore. We'll move more of the budget back to you guys to be able to do that. That's awesome. So it's sort of like a... Show and tell almost, just like the marketing to sales transition, you kind of prove it up front first. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, on the flip side of that, we're fulfilling all the other marketing um, functions that they can't. They don't have expertise in email marketing. They don't have expertise in SEO, website design, and lead nurturing, and lead scoring, and all that kind of stuff. So we're also bringing that to the table, um, but we're proving how good we are on the content side in the process. I love that approach because it's not you're not putting a line in the sand or anything like that. You can you can let them rest a little bit and then show them through action like what you guys are capable of. I think that's a great approach. It mitigates risk. That's perfect. Now, um, as you're as you're going about delivering those things and you're you're doing SEO, you're doing web design, email marketing. Could you share a couple of of your favorite tools that might be a little bit lesser known that are kind of in your toolbox on a daily basis? Sure. So um, one of the things that we use that I'm not sure everybody's familiar with is Teamwork. We used to use Basecamp for our project management software, and now we use Teamwork. And that is a phenomenal tool. It allows you to do a whole host of things, right? Track your time if you want to track time to see how profitable your your projects are or your you know inbound marketing uh, monthly clients are. It allows you – it has chat functions and all that kind of stuff. Another tool that we use quite a bit from a sales side is um, Built With. So the Built With is a plug-in browser, uh, you know, plug-in for Chrome, and it allows you to see what information, or I should say, what analytics software, what plugins, um, whether Google Analytics or HubSpot or all the other other software plugins that a website could be using is using. So it gives us a little bit of information about that. Um, website or that company um, before we hop on the phone. So we know, oh, we noticed you're using marketing, you know, Marketo, or we know you're using HubSpot already. And they're like, wow, how'd you know that? Um, so another one we use for competitive analysis is SpyFu. Some people probably already know about that one. And of course, my favorite, which I, I'm assuming everybody on this phone call already knows, is Sales Accelerator from Sidekick from HubSpot. That is a phenomenal tool. If you're not using it, you should. That's awesome. Sales Accelerator has been fantastic for us. I agree with you. Everyone should be using it. It's awesome. Um, Eric, when you when you guys were getting teamwork 
set up as your project management tool. What did, how long did it take you guys to get everything in there from a process standpoint to where you can actually use it for onboarding new clients and getting up and running? Can you shed a light a little bit on that, on that process? Yeah. Um, so that's a tough question because we already had some of that done in Basecamp and we were able to just import directly from Basecamp to Teamwork. So if I mix and match the two together, I would say it took us a, a month of figuring out what we need to do for that onboarding process and getting those tasks and things built inside the teamwork and putting together a template, so to speak. So now it's very simple. We click, we start a new project, we click a button and bam, that is loaded in for whether it's a website design project or an inbound marketing client. And then we can just go in and say, we don't need these three different task lists, remove those. We need to modify these. And so now for client onboarding, for an inbound marketing client, for example, it may take us an hour to get that project set up and customized for the first 90 days of that client and we're off to the races. That dramatically reduces your setup time, increases your profitability, creates traction for your client. So now they're like, wow, these guys are on the ball. They've got a set process in place. It didn't take them three weeks to build this. It took them a day. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you bring your clients into that into that portal to communicate with them inside of Teamwork or do you manage that outside? No, absolutely. So the clients always have, we give access to the client um, to a few different things. Um, Teamwork, they always have access to. And if they've got other PR agencies out there that we're working in conjunction with or designers or whatever, they also have access to Teamwork. We give them access. We set up a Dropbox account for them. We also use Google Drive primarily for most things. Dropbox for very large files, for video files and stuff like that. And Google Drive is attached to um, the teamwork project and in google drive we we do a couple of things a shout out to paul rotzer at 2020 we've gone through his training he's got two training series and we use a couple different things from those training series called scorecards and a couple other things that we built out in google drive based on his direction and we share that stuff so at any given moment the client can hop in and see what we're working on in teamwork how it's affecting their campaign in their scorecard built in google drive and in ex- real time data inside a hubspot eric that's so cool you're going to have some listeners here just drooling at how tight a ship it sounds like you're running from a process standpoint so hats off to you guys oh thank you it's a lot of hard work, and I am a firm believer. I am not a genius. I take and pay for, like Marcus, like Paul Rotzer, I take really smart individuals, and I leverage what they've done and try to recreate that with our spin. That's awesome. Stand on those shoulders. That's good. Now, can we shift gears one last time? And I've loved the agency conversation, but I want to talk a little bit about what makes you tick as a person a serial entrepreneur that you are. Could you walk us through what your what your average morning looks like? What's the routine that you go through to tackle a new day? Sure. So um, there's a couple things that, that really help me out to stay focused. Um, I will tell you what I – some of my days start at 5.30. I get up and I exercise for a half an hour. Um, that is – more rare than the typical day, right? Like that's what I'm working towards. I wish I started every day, but the reality is I wake up at 5.30 and I hit snooze and I wake up at six and need to get my act together and get out the door, right? Um, but I, in a perfect world, I'd wake up at 5.30, exercise. 
And then, you know, I've got an hour commute. I come in the office and how I stay focused throughout my day. Most of my days are driven by my calendar. We use Google apps. And so my calendar, I've got meetings and set up. But I do, um, again, I leverage other more intelligent people than me. I'm a huge um, Anthony Robbins fan. And he had a process that he calls RPM. And it's a planning process. I listened to it many years ago and really boils down to picking a couple things throughout that day that are very important to you. So I've got um, built out in, I use um, Apple products. So in my um, what's called task list, I built out several different areas and I move things into a today, today area. And I focus on three things. So each morning on my way in, I think to myself, what the most important things that I need to get done today that I absolutely can't live without? Top two or three, that gets put in. And then I've got a list that I do for this week and this month and then long-term goal lists as well. So I'm constantly moving things up that ladder or removing them completely to make sure that any given day, I've got two to three outcomes that I'm committed to achieving. And that keeps me on task. That's fantastic. So you're always, you know, you've always got your eye on the horizon, but you're able to break that down into actionable details for a month, a week and a day. Yeah, because otherwise you get distracted. And this happens to me too, right? I'm constantly checking my email for that new deal that's supposed to come through, right? And you spend like half your day in and out doing that. And if I don't have that structure in place, that's what I would end up doing, right? Awesome. Well, Eric, you've just shared some fantastic resources with us. Thank you so much for kind of opening up the curtain and let us see behind a an agency that is in some serious growth phase right now. We really appreciate appreciate your honesty and the resources that you've shared. If anyone is listening and they'd like to reach out to you, what is the best way that they can get in touch with you? Um, so they can always hit my cell phone, right? And I take calls all day long, happy to. Uh, I've got an hour commute every day from, you know, typically 7 to 8 or so and from 5, 5.30 to 6.30. So always reach me at those hours, 727-214-7688. Otherwise, you can hit me on my email at ebaum, E-B-A-U-M, at blueleads.com or Twitter at Eric underscore Baum. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. Andrew, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.